Hello and welcome. As the intro stated, this is the As Bold as Lions podcast. And I've been using that intro for this whole time now. We are in episode, I think this is episode 65. Just checking my notes here, but 65 episodes into this podcast adventure. And I've been using that intro the whole time. I don't think I'll ever change it because I love those voices so much. Um, I can go back and listen to that all the time. It's my wife and my four, uh, my wife and kids, it's four boys, and uh, they're all clearly audible there with their line. But if you ever go back, the very beginning of that, you may just note uh, a baby kind of crying or wailing, and that is um, my daughter. She's like, you know, almost three now, but she's um, just added her little bit of um, contribution to the podcast. I think it was kind of um, just kind of by accident because I was recording these and when you have a little baby in the house, there at any time there might be some crying going on. So she's on there too. Um, I think the only thing I might change at some point with that intro is to get her to say as bold as lions at some point. Um, but that's maybe the only update I'll make. Um, don't know why I mentioned all that. Just wanted to, uh, I guess, just banter a little bit here and, and uh, explain um, just some some random point that uh, probably doesn't have a whole lot of bearing on, on your life. But anyway, my name is Derek, and uh, I usually mention at the end of my episodes, but I wanted to say right up the top, my email is info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. If you ever want to drop me a line about anything mentioned today, um, something from another episode, just um, life in general, prayer request, um, please do that. Any comments you may have as well, uh, I'm always open to some feedback, and uh, that's encouraged and appreciated. So we're culminating and finishing off this whole series called Living Behind Enemy Lines. Had some alliteration in these titles. The first one was Recognize the Battle. Um, last time was Realize the Call. And today is Ready for Action. Some R words there. Um, today was a little bit hard to, to come up with a good one, but Ready for Action. I think that's the best I can do. I hope these have been helpful for you. Um, the first week going into this, I just kind of stated, hey, going into 2022, I was drawn to this title, Living Behind Enemy enemy Lines. Just kind of, just the title, that's it. Didn't know how to flesh it out much more than that. And as I sat on that idea for a while, um, God just in His grace and in His timing just kind of brought some things together. And over the course of uh, just a few days, just kind of scripted out these podcasts and then go in and record them and uh, get them uploaded and, and scheduled out and ready to go, um, usually trying to work ahead just so I'm not um, always doing it all at the last minute. So we've, um, you know, just to set some some stage for the context of where this podcast has been this year. We've we've been in the book of James, um, discussing some Christian character and conduct, and I think that's just kind of foundational and, and good to do. Um, we looked at some profiles of courage, um, profiles and courage from Scripture, give us some guidance, help us navigate life with a faith-informed worldview. 
And then there was kind of a trilogy of episodes where uh, talked about a world on fire and then praying for America. Um, feel like those is kind of all were of the same um, tone and bend and, and that uh, God was leading me to, to share those together. Um, then did something for uh, Easter and, and Holy Week. And now we are finishing up this series. And I'm not quite sure where we're going next, but... Um, Stay tuned because we'll um, maybe take a little bit of a turn. Um, been doing a lot of heavy stuff, but I hope it's, again, it's been helpful for you. Because I think these are some necessary things. Um, looking at how to live as believers, I think we have to take seriously the idea that Israel lived under Egypt um, as slaves. They lived in Babylon as exiles. Um, we can use our lives in a way that glorify and honor God, even amongst a pagan and godless culture. It's an exciting time. It can be scary if we choose to focus on that. But instead, let us keep our focus on Christ because he's doing something. He's up to something in our world. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every heavy weight in sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. As we move into some more practical ways to live um, today, I want to preface this saying that these are obviously all my own thoughts, and you may disagree at a certain point, and I'm open to having some differing opinions on some of these things. Um, but I think we find unity in the gospel. We, we talked about that last time, majoring on the majors, and that sometimes just the differences that we may have in all this is just the, the implementation of them, how we choose to act upon what we've been given and the knowledge that we have. So again, this rapid fire going through some things and more of a brief commentary on each point, because I want to cover as much as possible here. Uh, I think being ready for action means that we, we know how to act and we know what to do. And if we, we are in exile, if we're in, um, I don't want to say bondage, but we're in a, a period where we're, we're, we're under some wicked authority and, and godlessness, how does that then affect our daily life? If we're amongst a, a predominantly growing uh, or certainly growing pagan culture, how do we live as a believer? And today, these, these are just some thoughts on that, to kind of take action with that. Um, part of what I have felt lacks a little bit in our sermons, in our, in our preaching, maybe it's been growing this way, but it just seems like a lot of it now, is that we don't want our messages to be too bold to the point where it's like, here's the clear cut decisions you need to make. And you need, because you're a Christian, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Like we, we want to hear the message that says we should be doing some things that are good, but we don't actually want to hear what some of those things are and, uh, to be specifically told. And I don't know where that point changed in our um, 
Christian culture because I think at some point it did or it just started to become less of a here's some things you should do if you're a Christian and it became more of let's try to reach the culture so let's not be so heavy-handed with some of these things. I kind of swing it back to people need to be told a little bit more. People need to be instructed a little bit more because they don't, as Christians, we don't always just naturally come to that. If we're not in our Bibles and in prayer um, at any point besides what we are exposed to on Sundays, we're not just going to naturally stumble upon things that we should be doing. And so that's uh, maybe to preface this, and before we go into any of this, that's maybe already something that kind of rubs you the wrong way. But that's that's my opinion, is that we've allowed our preaching to maybe be too safe in some aspects, in some regard, and that we do need to be calling out some things because we're facing things now because we haven't been um, as, um, what's the word? I guess we haven't been as direct or just as intentional as we could be um, on certain aspects. And I think Jesus was. I think we can look at him. We can look at the, the apostles. They um, they set some standards, and it was walked out. So here are some things to consider as we are ready for action, living behind enemy lines. First point is to be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the, of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Very simply, as a believer, get married, have kids, raise a family. It's biblical. It's basically God's first main command to Adam and Eve. And I think it still applies. We aren't, we aren't told to stop having kids because the world looks bad. You know, all the more we, we should consider that. Um, and I've thought about this. I don't know if you have, but a pagan lifestyle is, is focused in and of itself. And how does a, a culture that aborts its young and encourage encourages sexual deviance, how does that culture continue to advance and promulgate itself? Doesn't it die out at some point because it runs itself into its extinction? I would say so. So if we're on this side, having kids, raising families, and the rest of the world is kind of just doing its own thing and, and uh, petering out, I think we're going to advance and take um, more ground because the fact that we're, we're we're multiplying and we're increasing and we're we're doing what we're told to do by the Lord. Um, some other topics to consider on this: uh, attend a sound Bible believing church that's with your family. Um, assess where the schools are at in your area and the the pluses and minuses um, of your kids attending public or private school or homeschool. That's something that I think a lot of people need to consider right now and just look at the state of um, the education systems where they live. Some of them may be okay. Um, some may be um, sort of a lost cause. It just depends where where you're at. And so that is one of those things to just kind of apply to your own life and, and figure out. So be fr fruitful and multiply. 
Secondly, store up treasure in heaven. Matthew 16, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Whatever the next few months and years might bring, we know from Scripture that the the end times are going to be a a time of of great trial and turmoil for many. And money could be tight. Um, We may feel a pinch for various resources. We even see right now where... Um, the dollar does not go as far as it used to. We can be honest about that. There's a lot of, a lot of things going on affecting our money. But I believe God is still going to provide for those who do not compromise the faith or his name. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We live under a nation of evil leadership, people that make bad laws and they make the issue bad decrees. Um, and we sometimes feel the effect of those things because we live here, but we have to understand that that still we we serve God. We ultimately appeal to His authority in our lives, and because of that, we are storing up treasure ultimately in heaven. You know, be as generous generous as possible in 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 this life, and however that looks for you. Um, it's it's easy to just hoard and say, "I need this, and I've got to survive," and to go into that mode, but. What God might be giving you to bless others with um, could be important if you come before him with with hands extended and open rather than just looking to see what you can grab and, and keep under yourself. And that's a reminder for me as much as, as anybody here. And and just to know that your your generosity may be a thing that God uses to show someone else who he is. So store up treasures in heaven. Next point, whenever possible, cut ties to things that are anti-God, anti-Christ. Ephesians 5, 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. I guess, um, you know, I let this point kind of speak for itself to, to just um, suffice to say there, there are things I think we, we need to stop supporting as much as possible. Um, as we have the means, and especially as it relates to our wallets, talking about money again. Some things are, are hard, and I get that. Um, and this whole point really requires some discernment on our on our parts individually to, to decide what this looks like for us. Um, but to avoid shopping certain places, to avoid supporting maybe some, some bigger corporations and things that um, we're not really sure what their ties are, um, who and what, um, who and what, and most importantly, how to disconnect from those things is up to the individual believers. Who to disconnect from, what things to stop supporting with our wallets, and how do you do that? How is the big question? Like, if I usually shop here, and you know they're becoming more and more progressive, and and they're unabashedly saying this is what we support, and we support this, and we're not for the things of God, you know, um, I can think of, of one big company that is very, is getting more and more progressive and in its foundings, as far as I can uh, know and relate the, the man who founded this company is, was a very solid believer. Um, 
very, you know, outspoken, uh, patriot and, um, just that his, his, through, through the years, what has happened to his company is that it has just increasingly moved more and more, um, to this progressive, um, very woke, very, um, just all these things. So becoming more anti-God, anti-Christ in its, um, approach to the world, and you have to understand, you know, our money, anything that we buy is is basically a vote for that thing and what it stands for. And sometimes I, I need to be reminded that, like, if I buy this from here, I'm supporting something else that they then support. And some of those things we wouldn't, we don't, we wouldn't normally just give that money to somebody because we, we wouldn't agree with it. You know, we, um, especially from an entertainment perspective, some of those things. Um, and then that money is, is then given over to darker, more sinister things. Um, and kind of this whole idea of, of following the money, you know, where does a dollar that you spend at this, um, let's just say at this theme park, where does that then go from there to, to, um, what they then support and what they, um, are standing for. So, um, without saying a lot of names and, and like I said at the beginning, you know, I think we, we need sometimes some more directive type of approach to what we're about, uh, if we're Christians and, and almost sometimes need to be told that a little bit more because when we leave it up to the individual, we don't always get there. And I, I'm not going to go further with, calling things out, but to say that whenever possible, we try to cut those ties. What, what can you cut out of your life right now? That is not essential. You know, that that's something that I can look at back at these last two years. And if there's one good thing that came out of what has happened, what we've all gone through, it's been kind of this uh, peeling away of, of what is important and what doesn't really matter and what I can live without because life came to a standstill for a certain period of time. And I realized, Hey, I don't really need to do that. You know, um, one thing for me is just movies. I, I haven't gone to a lot of movies in the last couple years and I, I just haven't missed it. I guess that's, and maybe that's weird. There haven't been maybe a lot of movies I've really wanted to see anyway, but uh, and even movies, just as you have an opportunity to watch things um, at home or things that you can rent or, or stream or whatever, it's just the whole desire for it has, has sort of taken a back seat. That's just me. That's just one thing. I think there's there's great wholesome movies out there, and we should be giving our our vote and our money towards because it, it probably is is kingdom building. Um, but there's some other ones where it's just like, you know what? I don't miss it. And I don't really know where that dollar goes when I go and watch that or support that anyway. So I'm, I'm kind of leery of, of just always handing that over without, um, doing a little further gut check on that, I guess you could say. So next point is to pray and vote. Proverbs 29, verse 2, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. Love that verse. There's been a lot of groaning lately. There's been wicked rule, and we have seen some of the darkest days in our land. 
And some I know say, well, Christianity and politics, that's a bad mix. Shouldn't really, you should stay out of it if you're Christian. I tend to disagree. I think we avoid political discussions to our own peril. If we would talk more directly about the importance of our vote and even how to vote as believers, I think we could implement some some lasting real change. Again, getting back to just telling people how it is and telling them like it is. And what kind of world are we going to give to our kids? I think about that a lot as a parent. Is there a world that they're even going to have to inherit? Just as your money is a vote, your vote is a vote. That's kind of self-explanatory, right? But don't expect to have Christ-honoring or God-honoring policies to come out of a leader who is clearly anti-God and anti-Bible based upon his or her actions. Um, can't always just go off of the the campaign promises they make or the the sound bites that are that are there, and you think, wow, and they they quoted a really you know cool Bible verse or something, and they made an appeal to somebody through that. It's you've got to look at what's their record, um, what are the things that they have done um, in the other levels of leadership that they've been in up to that point, and that you can pretty much go off of that to uh, see what's going to be reflected if they were to get into a position. There is uh, a lot coming up in November this year. And I think it's another big election. We say this every year, it seems like, but I, th- I think this is, this is one where we, we either maybe turn a corner a little bit with where things are headed, or we just kind of keep down this path and, I know some people say, well, it doesn't matter, Republican or, or Democrat, uh, red or blue, they're all bad. Um, well, and I think we pray for God to, to do two things, to raise up some good leaders that, that are not just insiders and, and part of the, the whole, uh, club that's, that's not good. And then that he also brings exposure and brings things to light and brings justice, um, to, to some of the corruption and things that are going on. Um, lot that we, we need to be praying about. There's two years of, of pent up groaning, um, of wicked rule that I think should drive us to our knees. That should say, God, we're, we're still interceding for this land. We still believe you have a plan for America. And, uh, we are going to pray. We're going to pray and vote. We're going to pray and vote. And I think, um, as much as you can encourage other Christians that you have influence with, people in your church, your pastors um, just be talking about it. It's a it's a great thing to to encourage uh, the body at this point. Uh, the next point I'm just looking through my notes here is that yes, this is my last point. I just want to make sure. Final point: if we are exiles in Babylon, if we are exiles, we need to serve and point to God. I talked about being fruitful and multiplying, storing up treasures in heaven. Whenever possible, cut ties to things that um, are anti-things of God. Vote and pray, pray and vote. And then if we are uh, indeed exiles in Babylon, continue to serve and point to God. Daniel chapter 1, this is verses 8 and 9 and also verse 15. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. 
Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. Verse 15, And at the end of ten days they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. Why am I mentioning this? Well, Daniel was exiled in Babylon, carried um, carried in as the the nation of Israel is brought there, and he, and he lives in, in captivity in this place, um, not his homeland. But he did not embrace this pagan culture that was around him. He held on to godly truth, and he was rewarded by God. He's given favor even among the pagans, talking about... Um, this verse talking about the the royal food and the wine that that these men um, were brought in to, to serve the king, um, that the, it would defile himself as uh, an Israelite, as a Jew, to partake of those things. And he said, let me um, and my fellow um, Jewish cohorts, let us, you know, eat these this other um, this other food. It's kind of a the the Daniel. Um, fast, I believe they talk about it. And they eat this other stuff. They abstain from the royal um, food that, that would have brought them, um, would have made them defiled and unclean. And they come out of this time looking healthier and, and better nourished than, than those that partook of, of the food in, in the kingdom. God gives them favor in that place. He gives them favor for not bowing the knee to, to, uh, a lesser thing, and and you might think, well, that's that seems like a small thing to to not just go along with. But Daniel knew in his heart it was wrong, and he wasn't going to do it. And also, you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, same thing. They're they're not bowing down. They're literally not bowing down to the idols of their culture, and they took a stand for God. And that was a means to point others, including the king himself, Nebuchadnezzar, point him to God. So serve and point to God in the place that you're in, even in um, being in a, a land that is pagan. We don't hide from the culture, but we don't get defiled by it either. And I've talked about this a little bit before with the church. This has been where our biggest struggle has has occurred in recent years. Um, was in this Praying for America podcast they did a couple of weeks ago. We've either been too afraid to engage the culture because we're um, looking at it as being too risky and, um, you know, what if we, we do defile ourselves or um, fall into something that we shouldn't be doing. Or we've gone the other spectrum and said we're, we're going all in with the culture because we want to make this message something that they're, they're able to absorb and, and accept and uh, make it more appealing by watering it down. Kind of those two approaches that, that we've wavered between. I think there's a way to do this that is akin to a Daniel type of approach. In that when paganism truly comes up against the message of Christ, it shrinks back and it, it loses every time. Because it has nothing to offer. It has no real power. There's no power to transform or change anything for for the good or for the better and it only leaves society more hurting and more broken jesus is the answer jesus is king and if we are are truly entering a time in which the our as a whole the christian faith and focus and influence is in a decline it will come 
with a resurgent as believers settle in for the long haul, the long game, that we count the cost, we are deliberate to raise godly kids and families, we stay true to his word, and we outlive and we outlast the evil of this age. Because I've talked about it before on my blog, evil has a shelf life. There's a point at which God says no more. And it, it will it will end. Satan's time only is is so so long. And God has prevailed before he will prevail again. I'm hoping that as I close out this today, this this is making sense to you, it's resonating. I'd love to to hear from you a little bit of feedback to know are these messages the the Living Behind Enemy Lines series, the the World on Fire, the Praying for America, are those in line with, with anything else that you've heard in recent weeks and months? If so, I, I hope it affirms what you've already been hearing and, and re- receiving and reading. But if not, is this message an outlier and, and out of step with other things right now? And I'm just asking that honestly just for my own feedback. I ask namely to challenge anyone who who might be skeptical at this point about the battle and about the call and about the response as our on our part as believers. Because if we're not on the same page, is there some prayer and further consideration that that should take place? I do take seriously the the means to to post these things and share about these things and the platform that God's given me the ability to do this isn't something that I take lightly. I I I pray over these messages every time before I hit record to say, God, you know, help me to speak this in a way that that you want me to and and brings you glory. And so I hope as he's doing that, as he's leading me, as he's giving me the words to speak and and the verses to mention and the points to to elaborate on that it's, it's doing something as a person's receiving it on the other end. And I don't say any of that to... To challenge anybody, I honestly would love to hear what you've been hearing. And if it resonates with that, great. If it doesn't, why? And that just helps me to kind of just keep moving forward as I continue to, to plan and prepare messages and, and podcasts and episodes. Above all, I thank you for listening. Hopefully, um, it's encouraging for you. I want to do that with these with this as boldest lions platform. That's my goal. And as always, I love you guys. I love walking this journey with you. And again, this episode and the other two in this series, please share with somebody if they're they're um, something that have you've benefited from and think somebody else would as well. Not sure where we're going next. Still figuring that out. But I hope you'll stick with me and come back again. And uh, I hope that you're blessed as you go throughout your day and your week. Whenever you are receiving this, I will leave you with Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, as I always do. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again soon.